And another star down, and another one down, and another running back bites the dust. Lots of injuries in week two, which surely will affect week three. We will discuss those injuries, what bargain players may be ripe for the taking, seeing that there will be plenty more action for those new players filling in. Hello and welcome to Daily Fantasy Sports. Our week three forecast, I am your host, Dana Salzarula for FSLineups.com, the leaders in fantasy sports lineups, where during the NFL season, our members get six unique lineups each weekend generated from lineup optimizers, stat services, my guest top line, and even one from yours truly, me. Two weeks in a row, four out of our six lineups were cashable. Yeah. Nothing to brag about, but pretty solid. Uh, two weeks in a row also, I want to say that one of our lineup optimizers that we used was the lowest of the six. So just like a star athlete going down, adaptability is key to success. So we're going to replace that lineup optimizer spot with another hot service in order to maintain our quality. So just a little note there. Also, we are now doing Major League Baseball for those of you that do play daily MLB. We do have a little different rates. Uh, we do not do six lineups, but we do do two lineups a day for those that want a one-day pass, who want a weekly pass, or we do have a playoff package going on right now. For first-time listeners, which I appreciate you listening, and please do us a solid by letting your friends, family members, and maybe co-workers that you uh, know also play fantasy sports, let them know us about us, uh, let them listen in, check out our services, much appreciated. But again, for those first-time listeners, we will quickly go through the Vegas odds and the under-overs along with weather conditions, as it does paint a picture of what teams we may want to focus on and what teams we may want to fade, pivot, or pass on. After that, we will break each player position down into three tiers of salary levels on who we like, and we will close it with who we are cautious about, as you may want to hold off on playing them that week. Now, as I said, there are lots of injuries this week, lots of them, and rather than addressing them all at once, we'll, uh, we'll take them each position. So let's get started and uh, see what's going on in Vegas. <clears throat> it is Thursday morning. I'm doing this podcast here, so a lot of things still can change through the weekend. So if you are listening on Saturday and things have changed, I apologize. And for any of you that are making your lineups today, you know, you got to adjust them on Saturday or whatever day may be that you do end up placing them. So we have the Houston Titans, or Houston Texans, I apologize, visiting the New England Patriots. The opening line started off as Houston a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This game is now bet down to a pick em. so there has been some New England money. The under-over was 41, now down to 40-and-a-half, so not really a big scoring game they expect here and I could see that we got uh, 
Tom Brady has been out, as you know. He's still got two more games to go. Jimmy Garoppolo hurt his shoulder last week, and he is listed at doubtful. He is still in a lot of pain. So Jacoby Jacoby Brissett will be the third-string quarterback that is in, and uh, Bill Belichick has decided to go with, believe it or not, Julian Edelman, the wide receiver, as the next option in case Brissett goes down. Uh, On a high note, it will be exciting to watch, but um, Julian was an option quarterback in college, so has thrown the ball in the past, maybe not in many years, but let's admit it, these guys throw the ball around and when they're having to catch in the yard and all that other good stuff. But uh, Julian does have one touchdown pass, I believe, for 51 yards a couple of years ago. Other notables, Rob Gronkowski is probable as uh, he's told teammates that he wants to play. So that will be interesting to see. Definitely a guy that I would probably fade. Uh, don't don't fall into that, uh, you know, jumping on him right away, only because he, uh, you know, is still doubtful. You know, let him prove himself first. You know, he might get in there a couple of plays just to get his feet wet, but have him come in there and score two touchdowns and catch eight passes for over 100 yards. Uh, as much as they do need them or need him today, I don't see that happening. I'm also uh, pretty impressed with Houston's defense. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Moving on to the next 1 o'clock game on Sunday. Denver is at Cincinnati. This game opened up at Cincinnati being a 3.5-point favorite. They've been playing well. They're now a 3-point favorite, so it shifted down just a half a point. And the under-over is 41 and still 41. Andy Dalton is probable. We are looking at a game-time temperature of 81 degrees, so it should be a nice game out there in Cincinnati. Other 1 o'clock game, Oakland visits Tennessee. This under-over is 48, bet down to 47. So uh, good under-over there. Could be some points in that game. Tennessee was a pick and now they are a one-and-a-half point favorite. You're looking at partly cloudy game time temperature of 83 degrees. No real issues there. Next 1 o'clock, Arizona Cardinals visit the Buffalo Bills. Arizona was a six-and-a-half point favorite. They're now bet down to only a four-point favorite, so that's a two-and-a-half point swing. Uh, a lot of betters giving Buffalo some respect. That under-over hasn't changed. It is still 47. Another decent under-over. Temperature 64 degrees this Sunday in Buffalo for game time temperature. And uh, that's pretty good for Buffalo. Not going to be that way in a couple of months, let me tell you that. Uh, Baltimore is going to visit Jacksonville. That under-over is 47.5, now 47. Jacksonville was a pick 'em, and now Baltimore is a one-point favorite, so not much change there. We got a game time temperature of 84 degrees in Jacksonville, so no real issues there. Cleveland visits Miami at 1 o'clock. Again, these are Eastern Standard Time games. 42.5 
for the under over now 42 Miami was a seven point favorite they are now a nine and a half point favorite so a lot of Miami money it's pretty scary seeing Miami a almost double digit favorite against anybody Cleveland quarterback Cody Kessler is the probable quarterback he is their third string as we know Robert Griffin the third fell on week one and second quarterback Josh McCown is doubtful and he went down last week we have a chance of showers in that game keep an eye on that see how weather conditions move on Saturday and into Sunday morning we do have an estimated game time temperature of 86 degrees next one o'clock game Washington Redskins at the New York Giants under over 47 and a half has been bet down to 46 expecting a tighter game Giants was a four-point favorite they're now a four and a half point favorite game time temperature of 69 degrees no real injuries to talk about next one o'clock game Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers this under over was 48 now 47 and a half Green Bay was an eight-point favorite now seven and a half mostly cloudy 40 percent chance of showers or thunderstorms so another game you want to keep an eye on as we get closer to Sunday game time temperature of 65 degrees last one o'clock game Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers that game was 43 still 43 on the under over Carolina went from six and a half to a seven point favorite right now as we know on the Minnesota side Adrian Peterson is out quarterback Teddy Bridgewater of course is out and Sam Bradford shall be taking the hill who looked pretty good on Monday night even though uh, he hurt his hand he uh, stuck in there and helped get the win over the Bears so uh, we'll take a look at that also 30% chance of showers or thunderstorms on that game another one to take a look at on Sunday morning game time temperature 81 degrees next first four o'clock game the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks this game opened at 42 on the under overside now down to 40 definitely expecting a lower scoring game 11 point favorite for Seattle now nine and a half a little San Fran money going on there uh, game time temperature 72 degrees nothing else really to talk about that game next four o'clock the Los Angeles Rams are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 42 and still 42 Tampa Bay was a three and a half point favorite they are now a five and a half point favorite so a bunch of Tampa Bay move uh, Tampa Bay money to move it two points uh, weather conditions game time temperature 90 degrees gonna be a nice toasty one there in Tampa all right 425 start the Pittsburgh Steelers visit the Philadelphia Eagles that was a five and a half point favorite for the Steelers bet down to a three and a half point favorite Philadelphia earning some respect with the betters 46 and a half under over is now 46 only a little change there as we know, running back Le'Veon Bell is still out. That's the only real notable there. I do hear that Marcus Wheaton has practice in full and could be expected to play for Pittsburgh. Uh, 
game time temperature 75 degrees and we're looking at Sunday skies north winds 510 miles an hour so no real other issues in that game 425 start the New York Jets at the Kansas City Chiefs 44 was the under over now 42 and a half Kansas City was a four-point favorite that has been bet down to three so a little respect for the Jets going on couple of uh, questionables in the New York Jets wide receivers Marshall Decker and Anunwa all were listed as questionable but are expected to play again 40% chance of showers in that game 5-10 mile an hour winds keep an eye on that again Saturday night Sunday morning Game time temperature 70 degrees. Last 425 game, San Diego visits the Indianapolis Colts. Big scoring game here. That was 50.5, is now 51.5. 52 at some of the sports books out there in Vegas. Three point favorite, still a three point favorite for the Indianapolis Colts. The Sunday night game. The Chicago Bears visit the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. 45.5 under over is now 44.5. Dallas went from a 4-point favorite to a 7-point favorite. Lots of Dallas money. Quarterback Brian Hoyer is probable as Cutler is out. Tony Romo, of course, is out. Dak Prescott has been taking the helmet quarterback for the first couple of weeks and has looked pretty solid. Uh, Dallas have to, has to be pretty optimistic with their young core back there, as I'm talking about Ezekiel Elliott also running back. Pretty exciting times at, uh, at Dallas, especially when they're pulling out some wins. Uh, showers, there's a 60% chance that could be very interesting to keep an eye on. Game time temperature of 79 degrees, although... As I see here, stadium roof may close due to wet weather, so may have absolutely nothing to worry about. Monday night game, Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Another, actually this is the biggest under over on the board in a game that you may want to stack or target. Atlanta, 52 and a half, 53 and a half now. So it's gone up even more. New Orleans is a three and a half point favorite, bet down to a three point favorite. So those are your odds. So what does all that mean? Well, when you crunch the numbers and subtract those odds based on the under overs, Vegas comes out with the number one team of the Saints scoring 28 and a quarter points. Now, the worst is Sam Fran, based on the odds in the under over, they're only expected to put up 15 and a half points. So when it comes down to picking players, do you want to go with guys that are going to put up 15 and a half points? Or do you want to go with guys on a team that are going to put up 28 and a quarter points, almost twice as much? It doesn't take a genius to figure out that the more points you score, the better chance that you have winning. And 
and it's all about winning and making money when we're doing these lineups so just keep that in mind some of the other top teams that they think are going to score Green Bay Packers come in next at 28 the Colts come in next at 27 Miami is 26 and a quarter Dallas 26 the Giants 25 and a half and Atlanta 25 and a quarter some of the teams you may want to shy away from again San Fran 15 and a half the Cleveland Browns 16 and a quarter Vikings 18 LA Rams 18 and a half and the Chicago Bears 19 I state this every week does that mean that that's exactly what they're going to score no it doesn't but the people that make up these lines in Vegas get paid millions and millions of dollars in order to put the best possible lines up possible because they're all about making money for their sports books so just something to keep an eye on so let's uh, take a look before we dive into the quarterback position some of the headlines that are on the news wires right now All right, pulling it up <clears throat> in Philadelphia Zach Ertz ribs still in a lot of pain so for he's a great little tight end for those that want him back as soon as possible and our Eagles fans you may want to wait on him a little while longer here we go Jets Brandon Marshall is not practicing on Thursday uh, I still think he is going to play again it's still early but I think they're just getting him as much rest as possible New England report Garoppolo will be active as a backup quarterback but like I said he is still in a lot of pain uh, Emmanuel Sanders in Denver is frustrated with his early role no real issues there Peterson has no additional issues with his knee but as we know he is going to be out while with his torn MCL which he did have surgery on yesterday uh, let's see here Gronk telling teammates he will play Thursday I did mention that earlier in Cleveland Corey Coleman is expected to miss four to six weeks he did break his hand in practice on Wednesday that's a tough loss for Cleveland who is struggling for offensive weapons in Minnesota, Bradford is said from Norv, he is everything you look for. Well, congrats, Minnesota, in uh, picking up Bradford. He did, sh like I said before, I, I give him some props. He did show some poise against the Bears, and uh, he looked great getting the ball to Stefan Diggs, I have to say that. Uh, in Pittsburgh, Wheaton gets in a full practice on Wednesday. I did mention that and uh, so we could expect him and in Cleveland Josh Gordon's paternity test warrants rescinded uh, not really going to affect fantasy football but uh, Josh Gordon was a demon either last year or the year before sad situation there and uh, hopefully that guy will get his act back together and get himself back into football some other little notes here. It looks like Theo Riddick, a guy that I do like with Abdullah being out, uh, will be the lead guy based on Abdullah's foot injured and is now on the IR. Uh, Riddick should start and play a big role, but is not built to be an early down workhorse. 
Riddick had never had more than seven attempts in a game before last week, and he has a career 3.23 yards per carry average. Dwayne Washington, another key guy that may be really cheap on the flex position, will have a big role on early downs and near goal line. It would not be surprising if Washington outscores Riddick in standard formats. Keep an eye on that, folks. For those of you that loved Reddick and think that he's just going to slide into that number one position, it might not always be that way. Some running backs are just not built as that lead guy. They're the third down back or they're that passing back. So it looks like they're going to give Dwayne Washington those early snaps, meaning first down, second down. Usually third down's more of a passing down, plus the guy's already run. Uh, two downs and is again these guys are in good shape but still they uh, want to keep these guys as fresh as possible theoretic is probably going to be that third down back the other issue is when they get close to the goal line they usually go with that bigger guy who's going to pound it in it looks like they're already saying they're going with Dwayne Washington so Riddick might possibly get more touches or an even amount of touches but Dwayne Washington could be the cheap guy to go with and filling in for Abdullah's spot. But even if Abdullah was still 100%, these guys get an even split. They weren't, uh, point-wise, I want to say they didn't break the top 15 uh, running backs out there. So... But they are priced accordingly, so if you need a cheap flex guy that is going to get you a few touches, a few receptions, and get you some minor but decent points for the price, I mean, these two guys are still very well, uh, should be considered. Zach Ertz, Eagles tight end, ribs, says he's in a lot of pain. We had said that before. Uh, Coach Peterson said he will be a game-time call but it seems unlikely that he will even suit up this week. Uh, let me see if there's any other notables on here. No, more about Marshall, more about Garoppolo and Sanders. Yeah, that's about it for that. What's going on right now? Again, follow the Newswire. Follow the Newswire. It is a very, very important tool whenever you're playing any fantasy sports. Because if you take a guy that is not playing, or suddenly some guy is going to take his spot, it could totally affect your lineup. And as we know, there's we fight for that every last tenth of a point, half a point, one point, couple of points. And having a guy on your lineup that scores none can totally kill your whole lineup. And can be that difference maker between being in the money and not being in the money at all. So, moving on to quarterback. We have Patriots, Brady, Garoppolo out, Jacoby Brissett starting, Browns, we had said, RG3 out, McCown out, Cody Kessler's going to be in, Bears, uh, Cutler has the right thumb ligament damage. He is most likely out in Brian Hoyer will be in who do the stat projections like well 
Russell Wilson is actually coming up as number one. FanDuel, he's 8,700. DraftKings, he's 7,100. They're expecting him to put up 22.5 points. Uh, now, these projections come out. I'm a little hesitant on them, but I just because on paper, he has not been impressive the first couple of weeks. And many of you can probably are sitting there saying, Russell Wilson, come on. He's had some fantastic weeks last year, as we know. He's put up some great numbers. But this could be the week that he gets healthy. And not that he's not healthy, you know, besides his ankle a little bit. But what I mean is he could, you know, put up some healthy numbers, get some healthy points that give him a lot more respect in the fantasy world amongst quarterbacks, being that they're playing the San Francisco 49ers, who, although had a great first week, definitely got pummeled by the Carolina Panthers last week. So he's the number one target, according to this stat site that I highly respect. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the number two. He is 8,900 on FanDuel, 7,700 on DraftKings. He's expected to put up 22.1 points. Cam Newton, the number three guy, 9,200, the priciest guy out there, DraftKings. He is 7,800, coming in at 21.9. Cam Newton is probably the best cash uh, lineup guy that you want to go with. He has the a great ceiling and a great floor, meaning even in his worst games, Cam Newton still does very well for you. He is as consistent as anyone out there. He gives you that option of passing, and he can also scramble for you. He is a guy that is not afraid to take it in from three yards out rather than passing it off, as he's a big-bodied athletic guy and is not afraid to take a hit. Going back to Rodgers, I do think that uh, they can get healthy against uh, who they're playing this week, too. So those are the top three guys that they want you to... I don't don't want to say they want you to, but people are focusing in on uh, other top guys. Drew Brees, uh, he is at home. He puts up big numbers. As I said last week, when we thought he was going to do some big numbers against the Giants, he could pop out against this week. But I also did say that Brees is not a road warrior. Last year, he had 32 touchdown passes. Tremendous year, but only nine of them came on the road. So he scored 23 at home, nine on the road. If you look at that breakdown, eight games away, eight games at home. So as you can see, when he is at home, he can put up some nasty numbers and that's where he is again this week. So definitely keep an eye on Drew Brees. All right, mid-tier. These are the guys, uh, if you want to save a little money to focus on wide receivers or running backs, and you want a little cheaper of a quarterback, I happen to love Ryan Tannehill. Um, He is 7,400 on FanDuel, 6,200 on DraftKings with uh, him and Jarvis Landry hooking up. Um, He looks really good. I think uh, they can do very well this week. Even Vegas likes them to put up, what I say, 26, 27 points. 
Um, look for Tannehill to do very well out of the mid-tier. Another mid-tier, Blake Bortles, Eli Manning, and Phillip Rivers. Bortles is 7,900 FanDuel. Manning, 7,700 FanDuel. Phillip Rivers, 6,700 on DraftKings. Uh, I did not put down the FanDuel total here. Uh, Eli Manning going against the Redskins, who have given up 32.5 points a game. Uh, look for him to bounce back and put up some numbers there. Blake Bortles uh, struggling with their backs. Ivory could be playing this week. We'll have to see. Even with him and Yeldon. Yeldon has not impressed. And uh, so they've been having to go to the air game a lot more. So look for Bortles to give you some good numbers. Rivers, as you know, he has Travis Benjamin. He has Antonio Gates. He has a couple of other guys. He is not a guy who is afraid to throw the ball. And he can put up some numbers for you, as he definitely did last week. Bottom of the barrel guys, the barking guys, if you need a super cheap quarterback. Uh, believe it or not, Cody Kessler, if he's cheap enough, he's 6000 on FanDuel, could have a surprising game. But this is more of a GPP, you know, tournament, just uh, try and get lucky sort of one. He's not a consistent, reliable guy to go in cash games. Um, Dak Prescott is still decently affordable. 7100 on FanDuel, 57 on DraftKings. They are expected to put up some points and uh, has been impressive the first couple of weeks. And Kirk Cousins is my other cheap guy. 7200 on FanDuel, 6400 on DraftKings. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins has uh, got something to prove is his job in jeopardy? Nah, I don't think so. But uh, he wants to redeem himself. And uh, he could come out with a little chip on his shoulder and look for something to prove there. As far as fades or guys that you may want to stay away from, um, I really can't think of anybody. You know, I've, I've tossed a few around. I was going to say Breeze. Uh, at first, but then I saw that he was at home, uh, so I, I canceled that out. Uh, maybe Andrew Luck, uh, as far as top guys, but uh, you know that that's about that's about it. Um, I don't think there's anyone that I I could definitely sit there and say ah he's he's going to have a garbage week this week, but um, that is that. You know, maybe someone like Gabbard or something like that, but a lot of people aren't going to take him anyways, being that San Francisco is not expected to score that many points. So, moving along to running backs, this is where we got a lot of injuries. Adrian Peterson got the torn MCL. They are looking, and a lot of people are very curious about this game. Uh, you know, are they going to go with McKinnon? Are they going to go with Assista? Are they going to go with their new pickup, Ronnie Hillman, who, as we know, was on Denver and didn't make the cut as Booker um, got that other running back spot behind C.J. Anderson. 
but Hillman was picked up, which is a nice pickup for Minnesota, especially knowing that AP is going to be on the shelf. Um, I still don't think that anyone knows exactly what's going to happen, and if anything, Minnesota is probably going to use this as an opportunity to give all those guys some touches to see if any of them emerge as the head guy. So I don't think they're going to give any one of these guys a lot more snaps than or touches than anybody else um, until they get a better feeling of who they want to move forward with or simply be a, you know, a total platoon type um, scenario in Minnesota. Danny Woodhead torn ACL. This just makes Melvin Gordon worth that much more. Um, Doug Martin in Tampa, he's having some hammy problems. A lot of people are liking Sims, and he is 6,300 on FanDuel. Uh, him and Rogers may split, though, but I still think Sims might get a little bit more uh, touches than Rogers. Jonathan Stewart having hammy problems in Carolina. A lot of people were diving on Fuzzy Whitaker because he had a nice little uh, game. I think he had over 100 yards for Carolina last week. But they are saying that Cameron Artis Payne is going to be the first and second down back and is going to get more touches than Fozzie. So that you definitely want to keep an eye on there. Artist Payne may be a nice cheap guy to go with. Arian Foster in Miami has some groin issues. Uh, they'll probably go with a committee of guys. Jay Ajayi, Kenyon Drake, or Damian Williams. So there's a few guys there that are all going to get equal touches. I would just shy away from that whole taking a Miami back this week and Amir Abdullah which we did speak of his foot has him out Theo Reddick is going to be splitting it with Dwayne Washington and they're saying that Dwayne Washington who had six carries 32 yards and one touchdown last week is probably the better of the two as far as point wise and Washington may be even cheaper that's a bonus there all right, top-tier running backs. D'Angelo Williams is coming in at 24.9 projected points. That is 4.3 points more than the next guy, David Johnson. And Williams is 8,800 on FanDuel, 7,500 on DraftKings. Williams, um, very slow start last week, but definitely picked it up and made it respectable in the second half uh, he he is just I've said this before when Le'Veon Bell comes back he may be the second back I'm, Williams gets the job done he was very good for them when Bell went out last year and is so consistent he gets receptions for you you know anywhere from four five or six which are points. He gets you the receiving yards. He gets you the rushing yards. And uh, definitely can get you a touchdown. So 
he is a definite weapon and a guy that is great for cash lineups. <clears throat> David Johnson, 7,700 on DraftKings, 8,400 on FanDuel. Melvin Gordon, we have in our mid-tier, and he is actually coming in at third, the third top guy, and he's priced as a mid-tier. So Gordon is a great, great pick. Uh, 5,800 DraftKings, 7,100 FanDuel, uh, especially with Woodhead out. He will be getting even more touches and has been impressive in both week one and week two. We were a little cautious that Gordon might have been a fluke as he has scored more touchdowns in the first two weeks than he did last year already. So congrats to Gordon, and we hope that he keeps it up. Lamar Miller, uh, if you are playing Thursday night's game, Miller is in a great spot. He looks to do very well against the um, Patriots defense. FanDuel, 7,000. DraftKings, 7,200. And he's expected to put up 18.7. Some other mid-tier guys, uh, Mark Ingram. 5,900 DraftKings, 6,900 FanDuel, and could see a little something as they still have uh, forecasted Devonta Freeman, believe it or not, at 16. Uh, he is 5,800 on DraftKings and 7,400 on FanDuel. So that would be uh, a good guy to watch. I definitely could see that being that the Atlanta-New Orleans game is the highest point uh, under over on the board so points have to come from somewhere and Freeman being one of the main guys that they use uh, could definitely get some points so now onto the bottom tier who are these bargain guys that you may want to go with well uh, LeGarrette Blount. Blount is definitely a guy uh, Thursday night game so it doesn't help anyone that plays the Sunday only but they're going to look to, for Blunt to do uh, a lot of the work. He may struggle against that Titan, not Titans, um, the Texans defense. But uh, you know, with Brissett back there, you probably don't want him throwing nonstop, but maintaining a run game. He is 6,500 on FanDuel, 4,400 on DraftKings. He's expected to put up 13.4 points. The other guys um, that are cheap, you can go with either Riddick or Washington. Um, you can try Whitaker again, or you can go with Cameron Artis Payne. Um, or you can go with a guy like Sims, um, who's going to be filling in for Doug Martin. He's 6,300 on FanDuel. Those are some of the lower tier guys that could possibly get you some points if you only got a little bit to spend on that salary. Uh, some of the notes that I put down here, Chris Ivory is expected to play for the Jags. Uh, again, at best, he'll be split in time with Yeldon. So I don't, for the price that you got to pay for either of those guys, I don't think that you want to target either one of them. And Rashad Jennings uh, will have, is in a cast but is expected to suit up for the Giants. So that's another one to keep an eye on. Who I would be cautious about, 
Uh, I got C.J. Anderson listed here, as I did watch that game last week, and Booker looked very good, and um, I think he might slowly eat into C.J. Anderson's um, expected point totals. Uh, rather than saying that Booker's the third down back, um, it seems like they go with... Uh, you know, Booker being the first and second down back on some downs, or not some downs, but on, on some series. And then C.J. Anderson will be that guy. So their roles seem to flip-flop. I definitely see a platoon uh, brewing there. Another one is Latavius Murray over in Oakland. Um, a little little lower on him this week. Uh, Carr definitely likes to pass. But um, their secondary back, who I believe is uh, Richard or Richard, however you pronounce it, um, has been doing well in, in seeing some action. Moving on to wide receivers. And again, I want to apologize to you if this seems a little bit boring, but, you know, we're going over a lot of stats. You know, stats are not exciting, but, you know, this is very informational, and that information could give you that winning edge and could help you win money and that's what's exciting so injuries I got Moncrief is out 46 weeks with a broken scapula for the Colts uh, there's lots of questionable tags out there but all should probably play uh, Allen Robinson pulls one Doug Baldwin pulls one Brandon Marshall Eric Deckard uh, Deshaun Jackson Quincy Anunwa Julio Jones, Alshon Jeffrey, all big names out there pulling that questionable tag. But like I said, I expect all of them to suit up and play. Um, sometimes it, it seems like the coaches want to put questionable tags just to fool around with fans and the other team out there. Not that they're fooling anybody when these guys end up playing. So Top-tier guys that they expect to score points. Julio Jones comes in at number one at 24-9. Actually, is tied with Antonio Brown. He's also in there at 24-9. Um, you know, no surprises there. These are the top two guys in the league. Uh, big money, 9,500 FanDuel, 9,300 DraftKings, 9,600 on Brown and FanDuel, 9,500 on DraftKings. Uh, third guy, Odell Backham, coming in at 20.9. 9,100 on FanDuel, 8,900 on DraftKings. Um, Kelvin Benjamin is, he would be a, I would say, a mid-tier guy that I love. Him and Cameron are just really, really, what I mean by Cameron, him and Newton um, have been hooking up. Um, Benjamin's put up 13 catches, 199 yards, and three touchdowns this year on 21 total targets. So he is getting uh, 10 targets a game. He is definitely a guy that he likes to go to. He's only 7,800 on FanDuel and 6,600 on DraftKings. Jarvis Landry, I love this week. He is only 7,000 on FanDuel, 6,600 on DraftKings. Landry has had 23 targets 
17 receptions and 196 yards, and it's just a matter of time before he gets uh, his first touchdown under his belt. Jordy Nelson, I love this week out of the mid-tier. FanDuel, 8,300. DraftKings, 7,400. He is had 20 targets, 11 only 11 receptions. They've uh, usually put the, the best defender on him, but still has put up 105 yards and two touchdowns, and uh, I look for him to have a good week. Uh, the next is Cooks and Sneed. Um, they're almost identical. Uh, Sneed's a little bit cheaper and has been doing the exact same things as Cook. They're right around 8,100 on FanDuel. Sneed, 7,500. They both have had either 13 or 14 catches and over 200 yards receiving. Both have two touchdown receptions. So with Breeze expected to put up 28.5 points this week, and uh, as we know, he likes to go to the air game, look for both of these guys to have a decent week. Sometimes Breeze is nice, and they both get equal amount of love, or sometimes one of these guys, and who knows which one it'll be, will get a lot of love. Um, So definitely two guys that you want to mix in to your lineups this weekend. Allen Robinson, a guy who's been not really putting up the numbers, but he is overdue. He's had 20 targets, only nine receptions, so he's only connecting on a little less than half of his targets for 126 yards. Again, another guy, it's just a matter of time before he gets into the end zone. Bortles is expected to have a decent week this week so Robinson could get his first Amari Cooper 7700 on FanDuel uh, Carr loves to go to him also 20 targets, 11 receptions 208 yards and last of my mid-tier is Mike Evans 8000 on FanDuel he leads all of the wide receivers in the NFL with 24 targets unfortunately he only has 11 receptions to show for that but 169 yards and two touchdowns. So with that amount of targets, he could have a really, really big week if he can actually connect with 75, 80% of them. Bottom tier guys. These are your bargains here. You know, I don't have anyone super, super cheap, but I like Travis Benjamin, 6,900 on FanDuel. He's expected to put up 17.3 points. Him and Philip Rivers are doing fantastic. Benjamin had a big last week and is filling in for the hurt Keenan Allen like a champ. He is caught 13 out of his 14 targets for 147 yards and two touchdowns. Marvin Jones, 21 targets, 12 receptions, 203 yards. Stefan Diggs, 6,400 on FanDuel, 20 targets, 16 catches for 285 yards and one touchdown. So those are the bottom guys that you want to target on. Uh, Possible fade, Odell Beckham. Why? He's got the number one cover corner. We'll be on him this week. Last meeting, he had seven targets, four receptions, 30 yards, and one touchdown the last time these two met. Um, I, I 
just see Odell Beckham constantly being covered. Um, he can have a great game, but again, they're going with one of the best covers out there, and uh, that just frees stuff up for Shepard and Cruz. So that is my fade for wide receivers. Moving on to tight ends. Um, just notables here. It looks like Ertz most likely will be out. Gronkowski is expected to play. And there are, you know, a bunch of questionables out there. But all are expected to play. Uh, top three tier guys, Jordan Reed, Greg Olson, and Delani Walker. Out of those three, I like Greg Olson the most. Um, although Delani did have a good last week um, after a sort of underperformed first week. And like I said, Kirk Cousins could have a redeemable week, and he loves going with Jordan Reed. Uh, Reed has 18 targets. Greg Olson has 17 targets. Both of those two gentlemen have had 12 receptions. Reed with 134 yards. Olsen with 195 yards and a touchdown to go with it. Um, some mid-tier guys. They like Antonio Gates, Travis Kelsey, and Jason Witten. All three of these guys are 6,000 on FanDuel. And um, Witten leads that pack with 18 targets. 12 receptions in 117 yards. Kels is 11 receptions, 108 yards. Gates, only 6 receptions, 35 yards, and 1 touchdown. That is not too impressive for the first two weeks, knowing that Phillip Rivers likes to pass the ball a lot. Um, so out of any of those, I would fade on Gates and go with some of the other two. But even cheaper... In the third tier, you got some guys that uh, I think you can get away with uh, cheaper in your tight end to save you some money to put a little bit more towards your quarterback, a little bit more towards your running back, or a little bit more towards your wide receiver staff is uh, Jacob Tam, 5,500. He is 8 for 8 on, um, I should say, 8 targets the first week, 8 targets the second week. Um 11 receptions, 126 yards, and one touchdown. Dennis Pitta, 5,000. He has had four targets the first week, 12 targets last week. He has 16 receptions, 12, I should say 16 total targets, 12 receptions, and 141 yards. Um, this could be a, you know, a growing trend that they want to get the tight end more involved in the game with 12 targets. That's a lot for a tight end. So that could be uh, something to keep an eye on in future weeks. And he is very affordable, like I said, with only $5,000 salary at FanDuel. Last guy, uh, Kobe Fleener. I'm up and down on him. But seeing that the Saints are supposed to put up some numbers, he's 5500 and, uh, you know, Drew Brees could connect with him. He has had 12 targets, three receptions total, and 35 yards. So, again, not impresses the first two weeks. But with tight ends, all they needed to do is get those couple of receptions and one touchdown. And they put up, 
a nice little chunk of points for you. Moving on to defenses. The top four defenses that I have out there is Minnesota are coming in with seven sacks, two interceptions, and four fumble recoveries. They have two touchdowns on the year already, which has given them awesome point totals. Denver also is up there with eight sacks, two interceptions, and one fumble recovery. They also have two touchdowns this year. Arizona is coming in at number three. Uh, five sacks, but they have four interceptions and three fumble recoveries. They have one touchdown. And Houston, the Thursday night game, they got nine sacks, um, one touchdown. I, I should say one interception, three fumble recoveries, and no touchdowns. As far as mid-tier or lower, um, San Fran did have an impressive first week, but looked awful the second week. They have... Uh, Three sacks, three interceptions, and three fumble recoveries under their belt. Uh, kickers, for those that play FanDuel only, uh, the top four guys have been Bailey with 26 points, Santos with 25 points, Gano with 25 points, and Novak with 25 points. Again, you want to go with guys that you know are going to score points because they're going to get extra points, teams that can move the ball, or teams that fail to move the ball in the red zone because they end up having to settle for field goals. And that's why Prescott is having a hard time getting it in for Dallas. So that's why Bailey has been a champ getting lots and lots of field goals. Um, so those are the four kickers. That about wraps it up. Um, again, I apologize for being boring, but stats and information can be very, very boring but also very, very helpful in giving you that winning edge over someone who is just not as informed. Again, paid members at fslineups.com will get six unique lineups, and we give you a bouquet of lineups as we mix in ones from myself, stat sites, and gurus, and also lineup optimizers. So you can bet all six of these. You can bet two. You can bet one. You can bet none. The choice is yours. You know, Along with this podcast and the lineups that we give, they're a great tool in helping you pick out the lineups or making your own lineups uh, based on the information that we give. Last note, we are back with Major League Baseball. So for those that are still in, very much into baseball and are looking for our services, you can check them out. Also, a one-day pass is as cheap as only $1.99 for two lineups. That's about a buck a lineup. So check us out. Fantasy, sports, players, we are at fslineups.com. That is it for week three. I am your host, Dana Salzarulo. Happy winning to you and the best of luck. Take care, guys.